I love those boys. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's been a tough road. Um, I thought, I thought, I thought I was hardcore before. You know, I had my some fair share of brushes with with death, with adventure, with danger, um, but nothing had prepared me for having twins. <laughs> nothing. So, um, careful what you wish for, or what your wife wishes for. <sighs> I've got a quick message, and quite frankly, it's a concept I'm still, I'm still working out um, and discovering even further. You ever, um, you ever had an idea and then suddenly it dawns on you? I knew that. I knew that. Well, how come I didn't get it? You know? Or even worse, you give somebody an idea um, and they're like, mm, yeah, okay. And then a few weeks later, a few months later, they're like, hey, why don't we do this thing? Like it's their own idea and suddenly it's an awesome idea. And you're just like, come on, I told you that before. There's something I'd heard time and time again, and um, when I finally understood it, I realized this was so, so far beyond just me. It's, it's about us. Um, it's, about, it's about us. I, I found myself, God's given me grace um, and favor beyond beyond what's probable, into, into, into miracles. And I, I found myself at a meeting. Um, it's, it's kind of a long story, so I won't go into it, but I was finding myself in a meeting with people that are nationally and internationally, they're top players in, in their environment and counseling and, and legal aspects and all sorts of other stuff. Um, and they're coaching me for a meeting that I'm gonna have the next day. <clears throat> with somebody else, um, and, and this is, I mean, I, I didn't know how rare it was for me to, to suddenly come upon these contacts and these, these I guess, uh, heavy sorts of meetings, but these guys are coaching me, and they're talking to me about the meeting for the next day, and we're talking, he's like, well, you can consider this, consider that, and, and you know, these things happen within these countries, internationally, this other, you know, he's just really coaching me on stuff that takes place, and suddenly one of the guys stops me, he's like, um, just quick question, um, uh, what would you do if this works out? And uh, I started explaining, I was a, a pastor and a minister, and and stuff, and suddenly he, he you know, I told him, you know, I, I really want to be able to do this, or if this works out, we could do this for the ministry, and that, and maybe do these other things, and, and uh, I just kind of like to do this as a pastor, and I don't want to get too involved or anything, and he stopped me right there, and I, I realized the man was, uh, was, was a prophet. Um, he goes, you know what, um, back Years ago in the Old Testament, when a new priest would come in, he, he interrupted the meeting. He's like, let me just shift gears for a while because I don't think you get something. When the old priest, when a new priest would come and the old one would be retired, 
the new priest came with his own sets of ideas of how we should apply the law to our society. What changes have happened in our people that we now need to apply the laws in a different way or with a new sort of interpretation or new application for our people. And there was things that a priest could do and the things that a priest could not do and his hands up to a point were tied. He could only do so much to help God's people, God's nation. And he told me, but in Christ, that's not, that doesn't hold true anymore. In Christ, we are in the, under the order of Melchizedek, a royal priesthood. And I'd heard this many times, but suddenly it, it took a new birth, a royal priesthood. He said, now, now, we can do what the king could do. And that which the king couldn't do, because it was only reserved for the priest, we now could do that too. Don't think of secular and spiritual as two different things. They are one. And it, all these thoughts came to my head. I, I had this awkward, um, uh, my wife makes fun of me for that, but <laughs> this awkward idea of like, okay, if I ever took over several countries, and instated myself as the dictator. This is how I would reform society. And this is how we would change things and we would put these policies in action and these other things into place. And suddenly, uh, suddenly God started telling me, um, well, what are you waiting for? Are you not my son? Are we not God's sons and daughters? Under Christ, he comes into the order of Melchizedek as a king and a priest. Saul tried to do things as a king that he was not supposed to. There are many other kings that try to do things that they were not supposed to do when they failed miserably because they did not honor the office of the priest. And oftentimes we come to church and we think, oh, that's the pastor's job. The pastor's supposed to share the gospel to people. I don't know how many times I've had parents and, and friends tell me, hey, you know, I brought my little niece, I brought my nephew over, why don't you share the gospel of Christ with them, you know? I'm like, okay, yeah. It's an awkward way to make a friendship. But there's this, this huge lingering idea that somehow the pastor and the pastoral staff here it's supposed to do your job for you. Are you not royal priests? And then we make compromises. I have made compromises with the world. You know, kings, God punished kings for making alliances with other, other kingdoms. He punished them because, like, you, you know what? You did not trust me to be your savior. And you went and you made alliances with other people to help strengthen your own kingdom. Guys, are we not the sons of the living king? A king that goes and fights our battles for us. Our kings that, our, a king that has put his blood in us. 
a king whose image you bear. I look at my sons and I see traits in them. Some of them scare me and some of them are good. (laughs) And I recognize those impulses, those drives, those... (laughs) And Anne was feeding Jack and he's sitting there eating his food and she dropped uh, some of that food on the floor and he looks down and it stares right at her like, why'd you throw that to the floor? That stuff's good. (laughs) I kept staring at her like, pick it up, mom. (laughs) And I realized God's put desires in my heart not to be a dictator, but to try to help society to, to implement different ideas and plans and how I can reform my part of the kingdom. And I've not acted on it because maybe I thought somebody else should do that. And slowly you let your allegiance erode. Allegiance that you owe to your very own blood, to your very own father. We are made in God's image. And that which God is placing your heart to do for work is not aside from it. That is his very kingdom. And he expects you to act like a priest and a king, like nobility. You are chosen for where you are at. And so now I'm taking this to, 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 to our new school that we're trying to raise up. And initially I was like, okay, God, we're going to try to raise up missionaries and send them out to, to the mission field. And um, this is awesome. We'll do that. And now God's like, I don't just want you to raise missionaries. I want you to train my royal sons and daughters. Those that will send, those that will support. You guys come and you hear our stories and you're, you're, you're excited about that. And, and some of you guys are really encouraged by it. And, and a lot of you guys really look up to us. And I appreciate that and all. But you have no idea how good it feels as a missionary to come home to to family. When God told the Israelites how they were to, where they were to pick a, a king from, he said it would be from amongst your brothers. Guys, we all share in this adventure. We all share in this conquest of God's promised land. We all share in the obligation to go and conquer for our Father's sake, for our family's sake, to represent the very image that we bear. There's a kingdom outside there that's waiting. You, you think you come here to hear cool stories from missionaries. Guys, there are awesome stories out there that God is just waiting for you to act on. To lift up your head like a king or like a king's son or the king's daughter and walk with the authority that you have. He will open doors for you that nobody can open. You know what's even better than that? He'll close doors for you that you shouldn't be going to. Talk about help with direction. Sometimes knowing what not to do is more important than knowing what to do. Let me tell you that. (laughs) Guys, we we need to stop thinking that 
the priesthood is what's striving God's kingdom. It's sons and daughters that know they are a royal, royal priesthood and a chosen nation wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether it's shining shoes or, or preaching the gospel under a, a streetlight. There is a kingdom that longs and aches for the manifestation of the children of God. We oftentimes want to uh, give sugar where salt is needed. But we don't even do that. We're trying to appease, make amends, be diplomatic with the kingdom of darkness. Let's not offend them. Let's maybe give them a little sugar. But we're not even getting, giving them sugar. We're just throwing more dirt, the same stuff that they want to feed on. You know salt, when it talks about if it loses its saltiness, how will it regain it? You know how you lose the saltiness of salt? Anybody? Any idea? You just add dirt. That's all you do. You guys use it for your roads, for your sidewalks. That salt was good at one point. They just added dirt to it. And when salt loses its saltiness, it is good but for one thing to be trampled on. You guys are a royal nation not to be trampled on. You're to be followed. Salt, salt works by direct contact. It preserves. You can taste it when it's directly on your tongue. You are called to be directly where you're at and to work by direct contact. Live in this new identity knowing that your father that sees everything that you do, that fights your battles for you and with you, that has placed desires in your heart that you might think are just a little far-fetched, he's like, no, I put that in you because I want you to know what it feels like for me to be proud of you. Pursue that. Pursue it. Don't wait for somebody else to, to live an adventure that you're like, oh, they should write a book. God already did that for you. You just have to walk it through. Thank you.